Are you ready to open the door to more romance, fun, and adventure? Or maybe it's compassion, support, and strength you're looking for. Discover real-life stories and a path to overcome the pitfalls every marriage encounters. Welcome to The Extraordinary Marriage. Hi, I'm Connie, and welcome today. This is the third episode of The Extraordinary Marriage, and I am so excited today to share a little bit with you on the love attraction. All right, so what happens whenever we have problems in marriage? And yes, it does happen. You know, there's different personality styles. We come from different families. We have different preferences and wants and different motivators. And couples have trouble and they just ignore it. I mean, when we work in our business and we're working on growing our business, we go to educational classes, we find out whatever we need so that we can be successful. So why should our marriage be any different? Here's what I'm finding. When there are problems, and sometimes they're just, you know, a problem that crops up here and there, that's really no big deal. But when there are bigger problems and they last and you're frustrated and you start not to like each other, it's important. Don't wait too long. Things, you know, get brushed under when you sweep things underneath the rug, then eventually there's little bumps, bigger bumps, and then big gigantic bumps that are coming between you and your spouse. And you don't want that to happen. Everyone wants an extraordinary marriage, right? Everyone wants it. Why? Because Family life is the foundation of everything else. And when things are going great at home, then we have great energy at work to do whatever we need to do. So today I'm going to give you one proven method that works. It's probably something you have heard about, but you've really not stopped to tap into it. In fact, I've even taught on this subject several times, but I never actually took the quiz. I started to literally think that the love language of my husband was actually my love language because I've been together. We've been together so many years. So not only am I going to give you that one proven method today that works, and you can use that now, but I'm also going to share with you how you can get a recipe for seven steps that get you on the right track in your marriage. And it doesn't matter if you're doing well, if you're having challenges, or like you're just simply not liking each other these days. This is a recipe that will help. You know, life is one step at a time. I like to say inch by inch, it's a cinch, but don't let your problems and your challenges get too big, right? So, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. So if you like what you're hearing today, be sure and subscribe because when you subscribe, that'll allow more people to see the Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. And do share the love with your friends. We all want a happy marriage and I like people who help me find out things I need to know. Well, this is what every family really wants. They want to have a happy, joyous family. And guess what? 
we do see happy families all across social media. They're everywhere. Why? Because we all have a camera in our pocket, you know, that cell phone. We have a camera everywhere we go and we take pictures of the happy occasions, the things that are awesome and fun and that we love about our life. But what happens uh, is that everybody posts their favorite pictures. Nobody takes pictures when the family's having some challenges. Nobody takes a picture when people aren't talking or people are uh, emotional and people are angry and there's tempers flaring. Nobody talks about that. And, you know, we learn a lot of things as kids, but we don't always learn how to communicate well. And they say that the top two challenges for marriages is money. I know you already knew that, didn't you? Money. Cause you know what? We both perceive and see things differently. We spend our money in different ways and communication. People communicate differently. People think, act and respond differently. But here's the thing. We expect our spouse to think, act, and respond the same way we do. Guess what? They probably don't. And if they do respond in exactly the same way, you probably are going to have some challenges somewhere else because maybe you're both spontaneous and like to have a good time and you forget to pay your bills. Um, maybe um, you both like to sit and read a book all the time and, and nobody likes to be around people. And there's nobody to speak out and plan opportunities for family get-togethers because family's important. So we all speak different languages. And today we're going to look at the love languages. But first, I'm going to share with you, at the end, you'll know how to get a recipe for a happy, healthy marriage. It's going to help you find a path to better understanding so that you can understand those differences between you and your spouse. Guess what? You can also put these to use with your kids because everybody communicates differently. You're going to identify communication styles and how to kind of spot the differences. And then you're going to know, you know, me and my spouse are a lot alike or yes, we're different. Then you're going to find the love language quiz. And so inside the recipe for a happy, healthy marriage, on the video, right below the video, you will find the quiz. And it's a quiz put out by someone else. And, you know, it's on target. Once you learn your love languages, then you know what your spouse needs from you. Yes, you have to put their needs first. And hopefully they'll reciprocate and give, you know, put your needs first. And this is the beginning of a happy healthy marriage. Too often when two people come into a marriage, you know, they've come from their families where, you know, kids are treated like they, uh, they rock the world these days. Uh, yeah, I guess they do. Sometimes I have some grandkids, but we also have to learn how to have those values and those manners and how to treat one another. Some people come from families who have really taught them those things. And some people come from families that they literally don't know because nothing was demonstrated in their family. They have no idea. And here's what I found. You cannot be or do anything you've not seen or heard. Anything that's not been demonstrated in front of you, you can't be that. 
But we do look at people that are different than us and we expect them to think the way we do, act the way we do, and respond the way we do. Do you see what I mean? All right. So be sure and watch at the end how you can get a recipe for a happy, healthy marriage. It's seven steps that go beyond what you're learning today on this podcast. All right. So we're looking at the power of love. Yeah, I'm one of those dreamers, you know, who dreams of that happiness. You know what? First, we've got to see it to achieve it. You've got to have a vision. You got to know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, you're going to get any old thing that comes. And so it's important to learn to live on purpose. Let's start out with the power of love and the love languages. Today, we're going to identify your love language. Then I want you to identify your spouse's love language as you listen. But remember, I'm going to have a quiz where you can go and get that. And then we're going to decide how you'll use this short session to better your relationship. You are in the right place. All right. The first love language, there are five. The first love language is words of affirmation. Now, here's the thing. There are people who have trouble saying nice things. There are people who need to hear those nice things to feel appreciated and loved. And on this love language, if your number one thing is words of affirmation, then you need that to feel like your spouse loves you. And if they don't give it, you feel a bit unloved. There are certain personality styles who just don't compliment. They just don't affirm. You know, they're afraid you'll get a big head or you'll be stuck up or whatever, and they don't affirm you. And some people really need this. And so over here in the fishbowl, you see two little fishes talking together and one's going, oh, you're so wonderful. You're incredible. You're beautiful. I know I have a friend who would always compliment her daughters and she has beautiful daughters. And I thought, man, they're going to be stuck up when they get grown. But guess what? They're not. They're beautiful girls. They have families now and they are not stuck up. Why? Because she had balance in her life. There's balance that's needed in everything we do. So it's important If your spouse has words of affirmation as their number one thing, they need for you to encourage them. They need you to let them know how much you appreciate them. And sometimes we have to empathize. That goes to a perspective. We see things differently. If I'm hurting, I'm thinking, this is the most terrible thing ever. But sometimes when that spouse is hurting, you're like, oh, what's hurting? Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, like you're just not thinking about what it really means whenever you've got a a messed up knee or uh, you have a back problem or whatever. And we forget to empathize with our spouse. That lets them know we really care. And so if we're hard nosed and we don't stop to listen and show them that we care, then they don't know. So there's the next one. Listen attentively. Now, I'm a talker, and I would never mean to hurt anyone's feeling or feelings or make them think that I didn't care. But before I started to be aware of the fact that I talked a lot, I seem to need to fill that space if no one's talking. Now I've learned through all the things that I'm teaching and that I've learned in the past years, I've learned it's important to listen 
as well as talk. And when someone is listening attentively, it makes us feel important. And another thing's words of affirmation, maybe you make somebody's lunch. Now, this might be your kids, you know, and you put a little love note in there or uh, you send your spouse a little note during the day on text, you know, with a little special something uh, that's that only the two of you know, Uh, let them know that you appreciate them or you think about them. And you know what? Words of affirmation, sometimes it's nice to praise them in front of others. Anybody ever nag their spouse and tell people what their spouse doesn't do right? (laughs) Yeah. Learn to praise your spouse in front of others. Avoid criticizing. If this is your your partner's uh, top love language, avoid criticizing. That cancels out all that other stuff you're trying to do good, right? And avoid talking down to. Sometimes we have learned from our family where we grew up uh, that we talk down to the other person. I mean, what's that about? We only want to lift each other up. And when you're talking down to somebody, that means maybe you're trying to lift yourself up by putting the other person down. I uh, wouldn't want to be doing that. The second love language is physical touch. And sometimes we think, you know, when it comes to the male species, oh yeah, surely they all like physical touch. But no, some people feel loved when they sit beside you, they hold your hand, um, you get hugs, kisses, you know, that you have to have that body to body contact or they literally stop, start not feeling loved. Well, so they need touching, sitting close together, like I just said, kisses, hugs, holding hands. I think all children have this, don't you think? They all need this kind of stuff. So physical touch is important if your spouse's top love language is physical touch. So here's the thing again, some personality styles, they don't want to be touched. Maybe that spouse wants to sleep up close to you and cuddle and you're like, please don't touch me. Well, you got to find a happy medium. Maybe you go to sleep touching and then you don't touch the rest of the night, right? But some people are don't like to be touched. Uh, and that's a specific personality style. All right, here we are at receiving gifts. And, you know, I myself, I love to give gifts and I like receiving gifts, but it's not that big a deal to me. But you know what? It is a big deal to some people. Some people feel like you are giving them your full attention. They feel loved and cared and like they're your they feel like they're your number one person when you give them gifts. So, think about little surprise gifts. Loving gestures, saying something nice about them. Little things that matter. Express gratitude when receiving gifts. So maybe they gave you a gift, you know, because they like getting gifts. So they give you a gift and express gratitude when you uh, receive gifts. Don't forget their birthdays, their anniversary. Don't forget those special days for them. And be sure and have enthusiasm when you open their gift and when you give them gifts, right? So what are some surprise gifts? Like when it comes to women, you know, they like flowers. 
Um, maybe a chocolate bar. You know, it doesn't have to always be big things when it comes to gifts. Um, but yeah, they probably like jewelry or a little surprise, whatever. And so you have to start paying attention to what they like. Sometimes as spouses, we forget to pay attention to what the person actually likes. Sometimes the color is important. The style is important. Um, and a lot of times men literally are afraid to give gifts because they're afraid of giving the wrong gifts. So pay attention to what they like, and then it'll be easier for you to figure out how to give gifts if this is your spouse's top love language. Now, the next one is quality time. And, you know, when it comes to children, we always hear the thing, oh, there's quality time and uh, is it quantity time? Like you just spend a few minutes with your kid and they're happy or you give them quality time where you, that is a few minutes, quality time or all the time, right? You know, I would actually think if you're together all the time, you know, then uh, quality time is not usually a hard thing to do. But with our phones in our hands these days, and so much media and social media and so many things to do. I would say that quality time can really get uh, forgotten because is it quality time when two people are sitting in a restaurant and they have their phone out? It's like we have to literally make rules for that between us that mm, we're not going to pull out our phone during dinner. If it beeps, I'm not going to be... Uh, um, distracted and answer that phone. So quality time. Wow. You really have to watch those phones because they really grab our attention. And when we're with someone else, when we're with our spouse, we want to make sure that we're not looking at any of those things. Another thing that happens with quality time is people get so busy, whether it's work or running children around, activities, activities, activities. And next thing you know, you and your spouse have not sat down and had quality time together. What happens in quality time? Conversations, talking about your day, talking about the things that are important to you, having vision for the future. There's a lot of things that go into quality time and it's a love language. And so if your spouse uh, your spouse's love language is time. It's really important to block off time and make time for them or they won't think they're important. Well, let's see. Why am I talking about this one so much? Because this is my top love language. And I kind of get jealous sometimes of other things my husband is doing. He's really understanding and thoughtful and he tries. But sometimes we get pulled here and there and we kind of forget about it. But during quality time, we have conversations. We want it to be uninterrupted one-on-one. -on -one. So sometimes it's after the kids go to bed that you have your conversations or your time together. Sometimes it's just sitting and watching TV together. But families need to eat together. In this day and time, when we are distracted and going all different directions, it's important to all gather around the table and eat together when possible. And sometimes people come in late and they have to warm up their plate. Can't help that. We want to try to eat together. And guess what? Date nights are important. Now, I used to be one of those when my kids were small. I literally, oh, we hardly ever had date nights. We did a lot of things with my husband's family and a little bit with my family. 
but you know, I would hardly leave my kids and, you know, I wasn't a smother mother, but I was just where I, I just had trouble parting with my tiny little loved ones. I just like to be with them all the time. And it was just me. Some people need that separation and they're ready to get away from their kids. Um, but date nights are important. So that's one of the things that I look back at. And I think this is important to every relationship is going out on date nights when you're just focusing on each other, doing something fun together. It's important for every person, every couple to have fun together, to laugh together, to make memories together. If quality time is the love language of your spouse or you, don't go too long between. And I used to go on trips uh, as a Mary Kay uh, sales director. We went to Dallas, Texas each year, and it was off with the girls. And whenever I would go off with the girls uh, for this three, four day seminar, the first year I went, I remember thinking, oh, I can hardly leave my little babies and my husband. But once I got gone, it was like out of sight, out of mind. And I had this great and fun time. But literally, it is those words, out of sight, out of mind. So when you're not with your spouse at all, do you think about your spouse? Does whatever's straight in front of you grab your attention and you stay focused and you don't really think to the right or to the left? So when people are working overtime and working many, many hours, that makes this even more important to have a date night and to have time together and to do it on purpose. And you have to cut the distractions because distractions are all around you. Now, communicate is the code word, the keyword, uh, the clue today that you can use at the end of this. I'm going to share with you how you can win something Um uh, whenever you respond by November 30th, 2023, you might be watching this later, but the word you're going to remember when we finish today is communicate. And that's what I do is I help people learn to communicate. All right. So here, I think this is the last love language. It's acts of service. Now, do I see any women raising their hand on this? I don't even think men think as much about acts of service, but women, just about all women, like to have some kind of help, unless they're a perfectionist and no one can do it as good as they do. Then they do it all themselves. So you don't have to worry about that. Their, their love language is probably not acts of service, but they might do acts of service, but they might not have that as their language. But most women like to have help. So what are acts of service? You know, when it comes to uh, a woman, you know, like I said, she might uh, like some help cleaning up the kitchen or giving the kids a bath or maybe cooking once in a while or maybe vacuuming, maybe anything that she asked for help. But sometimes she might not ask and you have to look around and figure out what that is. I think for men, acts of service is, you know, having dinner ready at whenever they get home. So, you know, we all like to eat and they've been at work all day. They're tired and we haven't seen them or heard from them or we're not thinking about what all went on that day. Does that person need a little quiet when they come in or do they like to talk and chat about their day? 
But for, so that would be acts of service as you listen to your spouse talk about, you know, what's been going on for the day. Maybe it's a back rub or a foot rub or, you know, whatever else seems like an act of service. So um, it does happen. My husband's uh, love language, well, is actually my second area is acts of service. And so it works out great because he is a person who is a giver and is always helping. Um, and so his acts of service are always appreciated if he's listening. <laughs> All right. So acts of service is I'll help you with whatever it is that's important to them. Maybe it's chores or it's a project they have or it's helping out with the kids. Like I said, acts of service. It makes them feel loved and cared and you're doing your part to help out. Now, sometimes guys, you come in and you're tired and you don't want to help out, you know, don't want to help do anything. Sometime during the week, you want to try to help out uh, because women are on 24 seven. She might be working a job, taking care of the kids, cooking dinner, doing the shopping, uh, the laundry. And uh, if she's working, especially your everybody needs to do a few acts of service. And you always want to keep your word. So if you say you'll do something or you're going to uh, consistently do something, you want to make sure that you keep your word in doing that. All right. So today, how has this made a difference for you? What was your love language? What do you think your spouse's love language is? If this is helpful for you, please subscribe. Now, number two, you can go to theextraordinarymarriage.com and you can get the show notes, episode three. And there's going to be a place where you can click and receive a recipe for a happy, healthy marriage. Doesn't everybody want a happy, healthy marriage? I mean, what is the alternative? You know, what's it like when things aren't great at home? So you're going to want to go to that. Find the show notes, The Extraordinary Marriage, and it's episode three. Find a happy, uh, a happy, a recipe. We need the recipe to make that happy, healthy marriage. And guess what? You're going to find the quiz underneath that video. So whenever you go to watch the 27-minute video um, that gives you seven ways, seven steps to make your marriage better, I promise you're going to find the quiz for the love languages. All right. And all right. Now, let me share with you. There's three ways that you can win. If you're watching this before November 30th, 2023, watch all seven episodes that come out in November. Then email me with all seven code words. What was the code word today? Communicate. Email me the email me all seven words by November 30th. You know, just write it in your date book, write it on a piece of paper every time you listen. Binge watch and watch all seven at once, right? You know, you can listen in your car, listen when you're cooking. Um, I love listening in the car, actually. And then email me, Connie at the Extraordinary Marriage. Now, let me share with you the three we three ways you can win before you go. Number one, every single person that enters that drawing by emailing me those seven code words uh, enters for the drawing of a free 
online course. It's called Discover Work and Family Dynamics. You actually get an assessment that tells you all about how you communicate with others and and your strengths and your blind spots, things you need to work on. And this is what I actually teach. You can get it online course. You don't even have to talk to me. (laughs) You just go click and pay for it and you get the course online to do in your own timing. So that we're having a drawing for that free. And the first seven people who email, first seven people who email, all get 10 days to a happier, healthier marriage. First seven people all get 10 days to a happier, healthier marriage. It's a tiny little five minute video, 10 days in a row. Why? Because it's important to build habits and it's learning one concept and using that consistently for 10 days. This one thing will make a difference in your marriage. Then the third way you can win is the very first person to text me or text me to uh, email me. Connie at the Extraordinary Marriage gets a free hour of relationship coaching. And guess what? Whenever I send that opportunity to book that with me, if they don't take it, I'm going to put it back out there and I'm going to pick another person. That might mean the second person wins or the third person wins, but I'll give them a few days to see, um, you know, if they respond, because sometimes we miss our emails. So I'll give a few days, but somebody's going to win that a free hour and we'll use uh, how people communicate and we'll talk about the ins and outs and maybe some frustrations or challenge the, the ch- challenges that you're having and how you can resolve those things. All right. And then guess what? Next week we have Patsy Sanders and that'll be in episode four. And she is a stylist and she's been a hairdresser through all the years. And guess what? She's been married 54 years and she shares a heartfelt story of marriage and passion for people. And you're going to learn some things from Patsy in that episode. So I hope you'll join me next week. Remember to subscribe. And I thank you for listening to this today. The Extraordinary Marriage, I'm Connie Durham. Be sure and claim a recipe for a happy, healthy marriage and the love language quiz at the Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, episode three. If you've been encouraged today, please hit subscribe and help me spread the word by sharing with your friends. You'll find show notes and how you can connect with today's guest at theextraordinarymarriage.com. Get ready to uncover the best kept secrets of happy, healthy marriages and gain the power of understanding how you and your spouse think, act, and respond differently. Learn more about the unique communication secrets for marriage at theextraordinarymarriage.com. This is your host, Connie Durham, and I'll see you next week.